Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, I was gonna go. To you. I was gonna go. Bum ba na 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 na. Come yes. on. Yes. Little Griswold Christmas. Yes, he has been decorating um the studio Hallelujah. until about three minutes ago. Yeah. He added his little Griswold touches. It's very that. endearing. Griswold. Griswold forever. <laughs> Good Some morning, of you don't sir. even know what that is, which is a shame. You should be watching Christmas Vacation. Um, Thank you for joining yeah. us today. Welcome to PJ Christmas Party. Yes, that's a good thing that we acknowledge that. Because yeah, I didn't just roll out of bed like this. <laughs> although, although. We wanted to have a little fun today because we know that many of you get to be in your PJs on yeah. Sunday mornings. And we just wanted to have a little bit of... Do you think once we ha we're back into the church building, we'll ever have a pajama Sunday? I'm not sure, but I'm going to be wearing slippers a lot. Um, that's <laughs> know, all that right? I know. Yeah. I don't even Look, have... if the Pope can wear slippers, just saying. <laughs> just saying. With my hat, and the, I'm, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. But sometimes you just have to, you know, this, if nothing else, um, what we have learned during this pandemic is to make <laughs> the very best out of a challenging moment. Yeah, so absolutely. we started here at Easter, <laughs> and here we are in Christmas PJs. But we're getting closer, church. We're getting closer. So yes. thank you for joining us. This is Kyle, by the way. My name is Danielle. Hey guys. And um, if you are, if this is one of the first times that you're with us, we want to say welcome. Yeah, absolutely. And we're so grateful if you found us through coming through the toy store this week that we're going to talk yes. about in a minute, or if you uh, came to know us through the TKC food runs that we've been doing. Um, in partnership with Carson Wentz's AL1 Foundation throughout the year. Welcome. And if you have called Connect Home for a little time or for a long time, we say thank yeah. you for letting us be with you this Absolutely. morning for our special Christmas service. Special Christmas service. And hey, look, check out Linktree, by the way. Uh, there's ever, all the information that you could possibly want um, is on there. And we, we're just really excited. Um, about what God's been doing in church, yeah. and I love this time of year. I love this time of year. I love it, love it, love it. We've got we so much has been happening, yeah. And we have uh, even a little bit more uh, still yet ahead. And you know, um, this week, the some uh, some people may not know, we did a toy store. You just mentioned it. Yes. But we every year, one of the things that we do, as a matter of fact, throughout the year, uh, kind of a hallmark of of who we are as a church is we love to do different stores where we can help um, bring resource and dignity yep. to people's lives. And this week, we were able to do that for a ton of parents and kids. Yes, absolutely. And that was because of the support that y'all showed. And you gave. Unbelievable and generosity. And we were able to really undergird um, a lot of families with dignity and financial support so that Christmas morning will look uh, different than maybe it would have before um, you undergirded them. So and we got so, so many emails. We really do. We got so many messages, text, mm -hmm. emails, just from people um, who, who who echoed that. And we want to let you know, if you were a giver, if you were uh, someone who participated in that, if you were thank someone you. who received from that, thank you. Thank you. This that, It's it's who we are as uh, as Connect. And, you know, yesterday, um, in partnership, our TKC, our yeah. Thy Kingdom Come food truck that we, as you mentioned, do in partnership with, with uh, Carson Wentz A1 Foundation, and hey guys, before we even go any further, I want to say thank you to Carson and Madison Wentz. Huge, yes. uh, just their yes. generosity yes. in uh, in our community is overwhelming. And it's continual. Um, it's continual. They are yes. they they are unbelievable in their giving. And yes. yesterday we were able to give away 275 free meals. I'm mean, not yes. free uh, whole Christmas meals, it's which. Christmas, yeah. Oh, it feeds over a thousand people, people. Mm -hmm. and it was line like yeah. it was so crazy and thank you thank you guys thank you yeah. team for serving yes. thank you 
Carson and Maddie for giving. Yeah. Thanks for whole AO one staff, TKC yeah. team, everybody. It's how partnership, divine partnerships, divine partnerships. Can I just say you are not uh, you are not at Connect. Uh, by accident, it's a divine partnership. You haven't just stopped in today mm-hmm. by accident. God has a divine right. partnership. Uh, and, and our you know, our friend Steve Kelly always reminded me that, you know, when things stay connected to what they were meant to stay connected to, they prosper. Mm. When, a, when, a, when a plant stays connected to the soil, yeah. right, it was meant to be in, it right. prospers. A fish stays in the water, it yeah. prospers. I believe that's the same thing for when we stay connected to Jesus and his bride. Uh, in this divine partnership, you are meant to prosper. And so one of the things that we have coming up this week. Yes, this is super, super big. This is the last day that you're going to be able to sign up to participate. We literally only have a handful of slots left, and we have to cut it off. Um, and you have but what been is it? great responding as well. But it's, well, <laughs> well. Like, <laughs> it is our Connect Very Merry Christmas house tour. Your Woo. house, um, what we call the house, which is our church. It's been going on, it's been under incredible renovations lately um in this past how long has it been now several months a couple months and it's it's right now it's they're they're it's increasing at an amazing rate like it's just yeah even from the time you see it on wednesday to it that's true that's true every day it's every day exciting so we wanted to give you an opportunity to stir your hope and have a little bit of the vision because we get to see you know all the time the the momentum of it but you haven't gotten to see it outside of maybe a few pictures so we wanted to figure out a way to be able to do it safely socially distanced and really um, done well but yet done safely so which is why we're doing reservations arrival reservations and then we're gonna just call you in so you get to you get to remain in your toasty warm car until your group is called in and then you'll be able to tour uh, the church. And again, it's still again, it's a guided tour with with, guided with our tour. pastoral team. And, yeah. And yep. so today is the very last day because we have to be so well intentional. Yes. We have to be intentional and so well organized with how we want to do it and take care of everyone that today is the last day you would follow the link tree link to sign up and be a part of it. Yeah, I promise you guys, it, it'll it will inspire hope. It's not and, what you expect. And, and, sure. and for some of us who are like, oh, I just want to get back in, this will help. Yeah. It really, really will. And uh, I, I think I said, as I showed last week, for me, um, I, I have stopped seeing it as a building and start, and really started to see the miracles that are going to happen in mm-hmm. the building. Um, and yeah. if it, I, I believe... I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of, uh, of community, um, faith, uh, action together, touching things together. And the more that we come in there with faith, the more that we start agreeing in faith, the more that I believe we're exceeding something in our present that we're going to harvest in the, in the near future. Your friends, families, coworkers, neighbors, your Starbucks barista, there are people who are going to get saved, healed, delivered, set free from addiction, be brought back into hope. Come on. This is just, we, we're going to see this it's going to not just be a, a very merry christmas celebration but i believe it's a it's a it's a, a sewing time as well so register for that yeah. so babe we got, i believe we have something uh really christmas is always one of those messages where you're like <laughs> yeah i know i've heard it before baby in the manger there's no room in the inn. Right, right. the the wise men the angels i got it so it is really sometimes it's a challenge yeah. to find a, a, a new message but i think we have something today yeah. why don't you can you just lead us in prayer yeah. real quick get us ready yeah. in our hearts Father, I thank you that you always give us the ability Mm. to see your heart 
from a fresh perspective, even when it's something that um, we have celebrated Hallelujah. for years, God. And so today I pray that you would give our, our souls and our spirits deeper understanding and that you would help Kyle and I to be able to focus in on your heart and what you would have us to say and how you would have us to say it. And God, I pray that um, the spirit of our words today connect with the spirit of each person uh, participating yep. in church today. And I pray, God, that some things that have maybe been dormant inside of them, they won't just come to life, but they'll start to understand why that it is safe to bring them back to yes. life. And God, I pray for um, I pray for a deep abiding joy in every single one of us because we, when we're with you, mm. Father, you are our joy, and the joy of our Lord is our strength. So for anyone feeling weary today, I pray God that they don't just try to feel stronger or find their strength, but that they would be reattached and connected, maybe for the first time, yes. with true joy, yes. which is you, yes. in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, if you brought your Bible, um, and can I really encourage you to bring your Bible? I, it doesn't matter whether it's actually a hard copy. Are they copy bringing it? To, to themselves. Like, <laughs> have it ready. Do you have right? a phone in your hand? Like, like no, no, but, 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 but what I was, why, why I think it's important is because it's not just about reading along with us. It's actually about taking notes in there, mm. really highlighting things. I can't tell you how many times I've opened my Bible and saw a note I placed in there. I date them. I, I I know you do. It's, I'm old school. I need my actual like when I'm studying and stuff. I just, yeah, I just do. Yeah, right? I'm not, I don't. I just haven't quite crossed over to the digital age when I'm when I, as far as making my notes. So you do. You see all along the yeah. margins and stuff, and you remember like oh my stars. I remember going through that and thinking this is never gonna <laughs> change. change, right? And then you look back at it and you just see what God has it's, truly done inside of you. Yep. Um, and it gives it stirs that same hope that we're talking about. It does, and and there is by, by the way there's something that God has done inside of humanity to the more that we actually write things down and see things, it reinforces what we're hearing. Um, so if you brought your Bible or have your Bible, open with me to Luke chapter 2, Matthew, Mark, Luke, third book of the New Testament. And if you want a, a sermon title for today, it's Where Are You Christmas, right? And it comes from that song, Dean and I were laughing this week, uh, where, uh, you know, the, the, the movie The Grinch. And um, Cindy Lou Who is singing this song, and she says, Where Are You Christmas? Uh, why can't I find you? Why have you gone away? Didn't you feel the sadness? Oh, totally. And uh, she's crying. You know, she's really sad. And and uh, as we kind of, I think it's easy maybe in this pandemic time to feel that way. Mm -hmm. um, because it's like we're, there's not the, the whole whirlwind of yeah. everything going on. There's not Christmas parties. There's not, you know, m most people aren't going out shopping. There's not... There's just not this kind of festive atmosphere, yeah. and and I think it's totally understandable, mm -hmm. you know, for us to feel like, man, is is this really mm -hmm. where's Christmas gone this mm -hmm. year? Am I going to miss Christmas uh, this year? You know, it also I, tells you what you what has helped really define it for it. us what makes something feel merry and Correct. festive yep. and celebrated. I mean, for me, I know I have been like, wow, did all of those things really hold a greater weight? Um, then they maybe even could have if I would Absolutely. have had a more balanced approach to what I was celebrating instead of celebrating, celebrating. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? No, exactly. But you don't, and, and you yeah. don't really, you're not, it's just like the movie. You're not aware of it until it's gone. And that's, I think that's it. I think you and I were talking about, you know, sometimes in the stripping away of things, mm -hmm. we actually begin to really identify the importance um, of certain things. And I think this year we've learned that uh, God always shows up 
but he doesn't always show up the way that we expect him to show mm-hmm. up, right? It, it, come on, this this Christmas story, a virgin gave birth in a manger. Like the Son of God was born in a manger. But the one thing that I know is that God is always faithful to his promises. And we can expect God to be faithful mm-hmm. to his promise. Um, and we're going to talk about Simeon today, who is uh, someone we usually don't talk about, uh, but it's right after the birth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. They bring him to the temple uh, for his dedication. And he meets Simeon, and, and, and I love it because God had promised him, you know, that he would see the Messiah before he died. Mm-hmm. But, 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 can I, but what hit me in, in that, and we're going to talk about this a little bit, is like, how long did he have to wait? Like, what did that waiting yeah. feel like? How, yes. like, what, what was that like? Because in our mind, we're like, yep, the Holy Spirit said it, and then boom. Yeah. No, it was yeah. years, years, yeah. years of oppression, years of Roman oppression, of darkness, of of circumstances he had to mm-hmm. go through, of going to the temple all the right. time and not seeing him. Right. You know, it had been 700 years, D, before, uh, since Isaiah had prophesied in right. Isaiah 9, yeah. this the, the, the Christmas verse we all know, for unto us a, a child is born, unto mm-hmm. us a son is given, he's going to be the ruler. And like 700 years, and you're like, is God a liar? I mean, two weeks is rough. Right, no, 2020, <laughs> it's been since then, <laughs> like, right? Two weeks, are you, like, where are you? I mean, come on, some of us are like, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. It's 2020, I'm done with it. I mean, where's God in all this yeah. and what's happening? And, and I'm done. Yeah. It had been 700 years, and yet um, I think what I love about Simeon, and you're going to talk about it a lot, I think, is this faith-filled expectancy he had. Yeah. I think it's important that, you know, for a lot of times as pastors, um, Kyle and I feel the responsibility to help people, um, Yeah. meaning ourselves, but help people. <laughs> Um, really uncover how often we carry um, expectations in our lives that God didn't give us even a right to carry, right? And sometimes we see that, um, oh, wow, I've expected something that I shouldn't have expected or unmet, how do I deal with unmet expectations if the expectation was okay, but it goes unmet. But today we wanted to really make it a point that there are some things that we actually can expect. Yes. And they are good things and they are beautiful things and they are things that are connected to dreams and they are connected to hope Correct. and they're connected to callings and all of those things. No no matter how long we have to wait for them. Yeah, exactly, because they will come to pass. Yeah, so. and they're, they're going to come to pass. Can I just say this? They're going to come to pass because God's faithful. God's faithful to his promise. And our trust is not in the promise. Our trust is in the promise maker and 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 that's 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 who that's who Simeon was holding um that's who he embraced so let's just read this and then and then D hop in because this is so so rich starting verse 25 and behold there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon and this man was just and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel that that word means the Messiah the Messiah of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him and it had been revealed to him by the Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. Uh, um, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Sovereign Lord, you have promised. You you uh, uh, you have promised. You may now dismiss your sir. Uh, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light to bring revelation to the nation, uh, Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of Jesus. Then Simeon blessed him and said to Mary his mother, 
Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own heart also, your own soul also, but the thoughts of uh, but the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And like we said before, you know, it might seem, oh, well, this is kind of our Christmas service, and yeah. you know, shouldn't we be focusing in on a manger or whatever? But I think that Jesus's whole ex- point of existence has always been for his people. Yeah, and so right. it's important so right. to see that even at his birth, he started to live his life outward. Mm. Um, it was purposed and it was it was sacrificial, and I I think that we can see a lot of ourselves in that story of Simeon, and it's kind of one of those things that he his slice of the story gets jumped yeah, over correct. a lot of times, correct. right? It's kind of like everything up to when Jesus was born, and then. Right afterwards, Anna is talked about, and yep. she was like stayed in the house and served for, forever. But there, this is this is remarkable because the first thing that I love that it paints about Simeon is that he was a very devoted man, right? Yep. He was devoted to the Lord, and I love that the word shows us that he was in tune to the Holy Spirit. Because a lot of times when so I'm good. talking with people so and they're trying to figure out. Um, if the expectations that they have had for their lives is acceptable, right? Is this God? If, if you if you see a certain career path for yourself, if you see a certain um, pathway as wanting a family, if you see a certain um, just, you know, being able to purchase a home, whatever it is, there's certain things that we can kind of become trepidatious about because it hasn't happened yet. Yes. So then we kind of look and say, well, what can I even expect? What, what is even okay for me to dream about? Because dreams can feel extremely dangerous. Come on. I mean, they can feel like they put all of your hope at risk. If, you're, if your peace is in the dream coming to fruition, then a lot more that should be at stake is at stake. So we can just shut our whole selves off to the concept of dreaming and just think, well, totally. I guess this is the life that God meant for me to have. Especially after a dream has been shattered that you've had. Yes, exactly. Yep. Or it doesn't look the look way the that way. we yep. thought it was going to yeah. look. Yeah, so or, um, timing of it, all of that. And so the thing that we can learn about Simeon that's often the missing piece for many of us is, is the relationship that he had with the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes people will say to us, you know, like, I'm trying to live my life well, and I'm, yeah. I'm trying yes, to correct, do this correct, for God correct. or whatever, right. you yeah. know, yeah. like, yeah. I try to read my Bible, I yep. try to come to church, I try to do these things, and, like, I still don't know anymore now if this is something that I'm supposed to pursue or not pursue. Correct. And many times, not all the time, but many times, one of the things that's missing is something that we can learn from this story, which is a deep connection to the Holy Spirit. Because the beautiful thing about this, because remember, this wasn't like a story fairy tale. This was a man's life, Simeon. Correct. He was a person correct. just like yeah, us. Yeah, correct. And this was unrolling. This was uh, this was uh, uh, coming to fruition in his life, and we're just happen- happening to see it at this stage. But we've missed the whole front part of his life where he's been like waiting yes, and waiting and waiting. And, waiting. and there's so much hope that can be lost there, but it's so important that we focus on what God focused on putting in the Bible, which is it says that he was led by the Spirit of God to go to the temple. Yes. And how... Can I just say something yeah, real quick there? By the way, I love the fact that they mentioned that he was devout 
uh, and that he was, but it was not his devoutness or his justness that brought him to the temple. Really good. It was really good. It was he was led by the Spirit, so we can. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't belittle the fact that we should be just or or righteous or holy, but it's not those actions Very that positioned good. him on that day yeah. for the fulfillment of the, uh, that's of the promise. That's really important. That was a really good point because that's what I think sometimes we're trying to say when we're when we're we're seeking something. We're trying to prove. That we've been a good person. Correct. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And so that's why how, we deserve the promise. Yeah. Exactly. And then we don't understand why the goodness is not being rewarded. Yes. That's how our minds yes, think about it, right? So what is is so important is the lesson that we learn here, which is a, an intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Because a lot of times we have intimacy with our good works. Yes. So we're very familiar with our effort. And what we learn here is that even a most devout and honorable man needed to be led by the Spirit to be in the right place at the right time to see the fruition. And remember, it, he didn't. Mary and Joseph don't march in there saying, "I am now carrying right, correct, the, the Christ, Christ child." child. Right. Like, they were. They da, were. Da, da, exactly. There, there were no were, angels from no like angels the shepherds. Yeah, exactly. Point. Yeah, there yeah, had correct, been, but correct. there wasn't now. Right. Yeah. So the Spirit of God, Church, is what had to yes. indicate to him. Come on. This is the one I have promised to you. This is the one I've been telling you about. This is the moment. Like that's a lot of times what we're looking for. Is this the, is this what I do? Do I pursue this? Do I pursue that? Is this the right person? Blah blah blah. Yes. The tell is not in the goodness that we try to live our lives with and execute our lives with. It's in the intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And yep. so I want to actually jump so that I give um, some more time to you, Kay. But there's a in this verse, and we actually, you may have noticed that we switched over to a different version um, when we were reading through the first thing, because it just, uh, a lot of times when we're studying and preparing for a Sunday, we'll read that scripture in a multitude of translations, correct, correct. right? Um, we'll try to study it as much as we can in the original text as well. But a lot of times, um, we something comes to life when you read it in different translations. If you have your a Bible app, a lot of times, if you're not familiar with it yet, you'll see it'll say different translations. It'll say things like the NIV, which is the New yeah, International Version, right? And what it is is that it's taking the original text and it's trying to bring it into a language that will help you understand more. Correct. So if this is one of your first times that you're downloading that Bible app and you're trying to figure out how am I supposed to read it, find one that makes sense to you like the NLT, like the NIV, you'll see those initials or whatever, that just begins to help you understand yeah, something, yeah. especially if you feel like, I don't know if I'm going to understand this Bible. Those translations, right, will really kind of help you understand. And so we read a couple of those verses in the NIV, and I love the way that it reads. It witnessed to me, and it brought some things in the text to life that I had missed before. And it says, this is what, so Simeon takes the baby, yeah. right, and he takes Jesus, and, he, and with praise in his arms, he says to God, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, mm. and this is his response to the promise coming to fruition, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, peace. for my eyes have seen your salvation. Ooh. This This speaks to me because Simeon was holding the baby Jesus, a little Jesus that in the natural had yet, had yet to do Correct. what he was looking for him to do. He Correct. said, I have seen your salvation, God. Yeah. 
But in the natural, he could have said, well, I'm going to need to see more. Yeah, yeah I'm going to need more of that. One, I know exactly right? right. But we don't even know. The word doesn't even tell us if Simeon ever saw the completion of Jesus's death and resurrection Correct. on this earth. Yeah, more than likely not, right? Yeah, He's an he, older he man an, here. If he was an older 33 man. 33 years later, right, that's exactly. That's a lot. But what the Spirit of God, his intimacy with the, with, with the Lord gave him was the ability to see that promise in its completion and yes. to its fulfillment. And that is a hard thing, church, when we think that we can't really celebrate and we can't really praise God until the entirety of the completion of our hope is in front of us clearly something is being stolen from yes, us right correct. the enemy is 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 giving us a lie that we're in digesting and taking as the truth but simeon was able to take into himself the promise that he knew that god was going to show him and he was able to yep. say, I am now at peace. Because yes, in my yes, humanity, yes. I kind of feel like I would have been like, wait, I need to see I him. need a little bit more, right? Yeah, yeah. I need to see the Via Dolorosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to see the empty Or at tube. least can the baby, like, fly around the room? Yeah, something. something. I mean, like, I need something. more than this. And yeah. it tells us yep, that his yep, spirit yep. was reading. He may very well have lived and seen all of that. But there's something for us to grab a hold of right now because right now we are in a holding room yep. and we're not going to yep. be here forever. But there are there are holy lessons, church. There are holy promises that are literally coming to fruition right now in your life, even though they're not yet at completion. Hear that differential right there. That's why we talked to you two weeks ago about last uh, two weeks ago about um, not judging the blessing in its infancy. Yes, that's right. Not animal. blessing yeah. it in its infancy yeah. because no, no, go. Oh no, just because that because. Sometimes we can see something as so much less than when it hasn't been completed yet. We have a hard time seeing it as still fulfilled. Yes. And what happens is, is that it deteriorates our trust with God. Because he could have just been like, this is it. Correct. Like, I don't understand. But he did not let that deteriorate his love for God, which resulted in praise. And I think sometimes we still try to do the right things. Like, well, I just trust God. We say the right thing, but there's something missing yeah, in so right. what has arrested us because what's <clears throat> usually seeped in is doubt. And what God is trying to teach us, I think one of the lessons that he's teaching us through the story of Simeon is he's, he's putting us into this story and he's showing us that mm. he is faithful. He is faithful. Life won't always look the way, won't always look the way that it does. And you know what? When you move into the next season of your life, church, some things on this side of the veil won't be redeemed. Yes. But some things will. will. Yes. Some things yes. will. And that's the expectation yes. that yes. God doesn't want us to just say it exists. He wants that to absorb our focus. Like there is still goodness of yes. God in, in the, the land, land of, of the living. living. Yes. We, we still are the head and not the tail. Yeah. We still are more than conquerors in yeah. Jesus. There should be a faith-filled expectancy yeah. of what God's going to do. And I, that's why I love the, what you were just talking about for me just lit me. Because he was. I love the fact he was led by the Spirit. The, mm -hmm. Like the, the Bible doesn't say that by chance. Correct. He didn't just hear it. He didn't just receive it. He was led by the Spirit yeah. into the temple. Stay with me. Before the child was there. Mm -hmm. So there are sometimes the Spirit needs to position us before the promise comes to fruition. There are, I'm going to say that again yeah. to some people. There are sometimes the yeah. Spirit needs to position us in place. We need to listen to the Spirit and be led before the, 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 the child walks in, the blessing walks in, the promise 
walks in and comes to fruition. And I think the truth is not every promise and, and, and Pentecostal charismatics stay with me. Every, not every promise comes to pass all at once. All at once. We're like, oh no, but all the promises. No, all the promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus, but they don't all come at once. The Israelites were promised the promised land. 40 years later, they got there, right? Uh, you, you know, the, 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 the God was always Jehovah Rapha, yeah, but it right. took the man by the pool of Bethesda 28 years mm -hmm. to encounter that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that the, 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 Jesus was always the Savior, but it took the thief on the cross till his last breath, his last breath mm -hmm. before yeah. he, he yielded to the Spirit of God. There are sometimes that, that 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 promises don't always come all at once, and we have to allow the Spirit of God to position us, and that's why it's essential that we develop. And you and I've been talking about this. Essential that we develop Holy Spirit senses, yeah. spiritual senses, yeah. not just regular yeah. senses. Because I think a lot of times, especially in our Northeast world, we're like looking for signs. Yeah. So I was I saw a sign. I saw a sign. Look good. Good. God can work through signs. But that is not his main function. Jesus did not come to give us a sign. Jesus mm -hmm. was the sign to, that was brought mm -hmm. to, to bring the Holy Spirit. Come on. Yes, God can work through signs. But Jesus was the sign that brought the Holy Spirit into our lives. Because we want to be the proof. Correct. We, and, want, pro we want right. him to prove. And that's why we judge circumstance or situation and all yeah. those kind of things. And yet that's why we have to understand the Holy Spirit has a voice. He, the, the, he has an urging. What's well, old school? An unction. An unction. An unction. I was always told when I, was, when I first started growing in the Holy Spirit that, uh, uh, that a divine unction will lead you to divine function. Come oh, on, somebody. You did not a do divine that. unction will lead you to divine function. That's so good. No. It's <laughs> <really not laughs> My son in the back just said, no, it's not. <laughs> no, but what, I, what they're saying was, what, what I love about it and what, what he's saying is that here's a man. He wasn't a priest. Right, he wasn't. It wasn't uh, a called prophet. He was a man that the Holy Spirit led and positioned and and made a promise and spoke to him. Hmm. He was just a man, and what he brought him to was a normal place. Mm -hmm. This was a normal place that mm -hmm. this yeah. man had been right. a million times. Right. It was just different now. My friends, God can bring you to a normal place that you've been to a million times. You could go to the work, work like you've been there a million times. Yes. Go to that family yes. event that you've been yes. to a million times. You can, you can pick up that phone call to that friend that you've had a million times. Mm. But this time, because we're listening to the Holy Spirit this time, right. because it's at the right time in the right place. Come on, somebody. The things that are going to change in this world are not going to change because in a few days the calendar is going to turn over. The right. things that are going to change in our life is when we listen to the Holy Spirit. He positions us. He may bring us to the same place for a different reason this time. And if we listen and we actually respond to that, just like Simeon did, then there's a breakthrough that can happen. I love, uh, you know, when, when you were talking to me yesterday about this, I, the thing that came into my thing is we got to learn how to discern the voice of the Spirit. Absolutely. I think that's really beneficial to talk more and more about. Because right, because that's, the, that's what people should be asking. Well, then how do I do that? Because often we are, we're asking, um, like, how to pray. Correct. How should I pray? Right? Well, no, we're actually asking, how, what how do, do I have I to do to get? How do I ask Yeah, better? how do I ask better to get better? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Isn't that the truth? Or we think, we, we also think that it's going to be in prayer. When we pose the question, we're going to yes. get the answer, right? Yes. Because sometimes I'll say, I'll, I'll be walking around and be like, okay, I'm clearly not still enough to hear your answer. Yep. <laughs> right? As 
if like I have a push button. Yeah. This is clearly I'm just I'm gonna get quiet enough, and you're, this is how you're going to answer me. Correct. Right. Instead of sometimes I'll be in the situation that I was asking for yeah. help with. Yeah. And it will be happening around and about me, and that is when that unction. Yeah, unction. That presence. There's a sweeping through that it's comes. Urging, yes. And then there's also Quickening. immediately followed by a choice. Yes. To which am Always. I going to yield? Correct. And Simeon had a choice of whether to yeah. go or not. The Holy Spirit didn't pick him up and yeah. translate him. He wasn't Philip. He also had to choose to celebrate it. No. Like yeah, I said, correct. you know, there were, I would, I'm going to need a little more. I need a little more. Absolutely right. <laughs> then, so, so if you're asking today, maybe, and I, look, this isn't the only way to discern the Holy Spirit, but let me give you kind of three things that will yeah, help you. One is this. That the Holy Spirit will will never contradict the Word. He'll never contradict the Word. Why? Because in First Peter two, uh, uh, in First Peter one, I'm, I'm going to say that again. In Second Peter one, verse twenty one, uh, oh, easy for me to say. I know, I adjust the position, everything. Second Peter one twenty one. It, it's the Holy Spirit that actually gave them the words to write down. So he'll never actually contradict the Word, but he also speaks very often through the Word. Jesus says in John 14, 26, I'll send my spirit mm -hmm. who will bring back to remembrance the things mm -hmm. that I've said to you. Mm -hmm. That's not the only way that he speaks. He speaks internally. He speaks with a still small voice. He speaks with the quickening of our heart. There's a lot of mm -hmm. things in the midst of that, but those things actually come together. And a lot of times, one of the things that you and I talk about a lot is that there will always be a sense of peace even if he leads us into a chaotic situation. Yeah. Can I before you go into that? Can yeah. I just say something? No, absolutely. Um, the reason why I think uh, one of the reasons why I think that God is purposed in reminding us that there are three. I don't want to get into the um, the theology of Come what on. I'm about to say, but there's three distinctive expressions of God: God the Father, God the Son, yes. God the Holy Spirit, and I think that. He, in, the, in the word talks to us about like in the beginning was the word, word and the word, word was with God and the word was God. Mm -hmm. And so he is, what he's done is he's explained to us that the father is not more important or less important than Correct. Jesus. Jesus is not more important or less important than the spirit. And they all function equally together Correct. and they all need their equal part in us. And the reason I'm saying that is because in our humanity, it would be easy to go to the Bible and apply the wrong verses to the right situation. Yep. So Good. sometimes people will be going through something and they'll talk to me and you know I'll say, okay, so what you know, what has God been showing you or speaking yeah. to you or and then they'll break out and you know sometimes we'll we'll they'll have break out verses that have nothing to do with that. Yeah. And you'll you know, sometimes we don't when we're talking with people, we don't always know this is exactly what you should do and this is exactly Correct. but we do kind of get that leap because we're usually leaning in. Spirit of God, yeah. please show me, speak to me for this person. Yeah. And sometimes they'll break out verses and you just know that even in that church, we have to be very, and, and hear what I'm about to say, because I know that this can sound messy, but it's not. The enemy will use anything Correct. to take you off track, out of hope, and away from godly expectation, even the Bible. Yes. He can make random Bible verses line up with your broken expectation Correct. and your sense of let me just expect nothing so then I'm never disappointedness. Yes. <laughs> and then you can actually come up with God's word saying what it never meant to say or it was never intended to utilize in the situation in which you seek. It's why God so beautifully works all of the 
essences of himself yes, together. together. It's why that sometimes you and you know, I'll if someone reads a verse and they and it doesn't really yeah. seem to jive with like what you're feeling, and you'll say, well, what? Then they're sad. Yes. And there's a missing piece. Correct. Why is that? Because the Spirit of God has not testified to you of the truth of it's God. Illuminated the truth that's of God. Exactly yes. Right. Yeah. The, the Spirit's an illuminator. Yeah. But why does he? Why is the word call him an illuminator? Because uh, our mind is darkened. The Bible says. Yes. Uh, you, you and I were talking this week. I came across. I was reading a book. Came across a great quote that says, um, "The oppressor's most potent weapon is the mindset of the oppressed." The oppressor, and I just heard the mm. enemy go, shut up, mm-hmm. don't tell my secret. The The most potent weapon of the oppressor is the mindset of the oppressed. It's why we need the Holy Spirit to renew our mind. It's why we need to have the, whole, the, the word illuminate uh, the way that we see yes. things because we see through dark eyes. We see in the dark world. Um, and that's why the spirit, we have to let the spirit of God lead us. We have to allow the spirit of God to position us for promises that are assigned to us, even if we don't understand the positioning in itself. Yes. That's that's the hard thing. You, you'll have peace in the positioning, even if you don't have understanding in the positioning. Even Let me say that again. Because you may not have relief or understanding in a positioning that God has, but you'll have peace. David was called to be king, and the Holy Spirit, this is how the Holy Spirit did it. He positioned him as the first DoorDash runner, the first Grubhub deliverer. Like, that's how David got to the battlefield. Mm-hmm. He was delivering some sandwiches. Yeah. And uh, he got there in a way he didn't know why, uh, how he was there, but the Holy Spirit positioned him there. Uh, uh, Daniel, was, Daniel was assigned to be uh, uh, um, an influencer of a conceited king, to reveal a great God to a right. conceited king by being delivered by the lion's den. How did he do it? He had to be delivered to a foreign land. To do it, there, there was a young boy who was uh, assigned to reveal the, the, the miraculous provision of God. And so they positioned him in a crowd with five loaves and two fish near Andrew. Come on. Because sometimes who you're positioned by matters. And it was in the, in the Holy Spirit positioning of those people that the, 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 assignment, the promise that was assigned to them actually came into fruition. Um, and, and, and that's why we have to ask ourselves sometimes, where have I been positioned and for what is the promise that's meant to be revealed mm-hmm. in the position kind of that Can I'm I in? Yeah, I feel like I'm please. supposed to say something. Um, we just mentioned it a couple minutes ago, but I, I think that, again, like this is that type of thing where we didn't have it planned or written or anything, but I, I feel the, the Holy Spirit wanted me to circle back to yeah. something. And it was to help differentiate a sense of peace from a sense of relief. Relief, good. Because yep. what we have to really um, realize about ourselves, church, is that our soul, meaning how we default to thinking, feeling, and what we want inside of our own selves, outside of the influence of God, okay? Yep. So all of yep. us have that. All of us have a will, all of us have emotions, and all of us have thoughts. And when those things go unimpressed uh, <laughs> by the Bible, by the Word, by the truth, then we are left with this mechanism inside of us that is continually seeking relief. Yes. They want, it wants a, I just want to be able to just, and we're thinking it's an exhale, but our soul is really looking for an escape route. Yes, yes, right? yes, yes. So what ha- the, the way sometimes that we can differentiate, yes, because we have to be, we have to know the word. Otherwise, when life is contradicting the word, we're not going to know that some of our choices 
Correct. Would go against his heart if we don't Correct. know his yep. heart. And yep. reading the word is simply reading his heart. When you wish someone knew your heart better, Correct. it's like you wish they would read the interior of who you are. That's what the word is. We get to read the interior parts of who God is. And we get to love him because then we know him. Correct. Right? So what we are, our spirit is designed and crafted, which is the part that God deposits of himself into us. That part is used to testifying to peace. Yes. And what we're often looking for just in and of our souls, in and of our own thoughts, our own emotions, uh, and our own desires is to escape the pressing. Whatever it is that's pressing, we're looking to escape it. And if we're not careful, we're going to make choices that bring a momentary yes, escape. Really. Yes, But yes. it will not bring the peace Correct. of the Prince of Peace Correct. into this Correct. situation. And it's why only peace, not relief, can cohabitate with chaos. It's what Kyle yes. was saying, is that the peace creates a spiritual buffer. I was just talking to someone, I was just counseling someone about this this very this week, about when we don't establish our, our spiritual determination on seeking peace and yes. pursuing yes, it. Yes, yes, it's yes. why it ebb and flows. Like I can go to sleep and I may have felt a little bit better and then I wake up and it's on me and it's heavy and it's like a cloak. Yes. It's be the peace of God will remain because it's him. It's him. It's the actual it's person. Him. He is the prince Correct. of peace. Correct. He is love. He is joy. He is peace. Yes. So we are not established with we're, we often try to establish a life that feels relief but we're, what god is saying is no i want you to establish a life with me which is peace. peace so even as the chaos is happening there will be a buffer a spiritual buffer around your thoughts around correct. your emotions guard your heart and your mind you in christ exactly jesus. the peace of god correct because we try to do that with ourselves yes and so we bring relief but we're correct. never truly at peace we are never truly able then to say it is well with, with my, my soul, soul yes. because we are trying to appease our soul. That's right. And God is trying to teach us how to feast on our on His Spirit, which is how we make our soul well. And it's also, I think, because we're trying to get to the promise rather than the promise yes. maker. And I think that's the, the 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 thing that the Holy Spirit's really trying to reveal to us isn't just the promise that's assigned to us, mm -hmm. but more importantly, the promise maker who assigned those things to us. Yeah. That's what Christmas is all about. That's who, that's who Gideon is, I mean, I'm just Gideon. That's who wow. Simeon is holding. Yeah. He's holding the, the, uh -huh. the, the promise, the one who made the promise, assigned the promise. Yeah. He's not only the promise, he's the one who assigned the promise to us. And that's what, that's what we don't want to lose in this Christmas season is that it's not just about the promise. It's about revealing the, pro, the, the one who assigned the promise to you, which is Jesus. And that's, that gets back to that whole Isaiah thing that we were talking about this week. Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Uh, uh, of his government and reign, there shall be no end. Oh, come on. That's who he is. That's what we can expect. When we're talking about what can we expect from God, that's what we can expect. Yeah. We can expect him to be him. Jesus is the one who will, as Simeon says, save the world. We were joking this week about, I was watching one of my favorite Christmas movies, Justice League, and because uh, that's a Christmas movie. And Some of us choose it's a wonderful life but sure <laughs> Justice League. but bruce wayne and batman is having this uh conversation with oh, yeah. uh, alfred and alfred is saying man i don't even under i don't even recognize this world anymore i don't recognize it and bruce wayne says batman says i don't need to recognize it i just need the savior 
And I was wondering, we were talking about, I wonder if God recognizes this world anymore. Recognizes the racism, the hatred. Recognizes the poverty, the injustice, mm-hmm. the sickness. It was never what he intended. But what I know is this, he doesn't need to recognize it. What he did is he came to save it. And that's, the, that's, that's, what, that's what Simeon is presenting to the world. That's, the, that's, that's who he's proclaiming is this baby Jesus and every aspect of, uh, of God that is in this, uh, is in this verse in, in, in Isaiah. They are part of saving the world. They're part of our salvation. It's part of the promise that we can say, no, my God, this is who my God is. Therefore, these promises are true for my life. Mm-hmm. He, he makes a son, a child. Why? Why? Because a male, it had to be a male child. Why? Because it was a male who messed up the world. It is the sin of Adam. Mm-hmm. We, we die because we were in Adam, not because of our sin, because of his sin. That's what Romans 5 says. It says because of the sin of Adam, all of us die. But because of the gift of the second Adam, Jesus, all of us can be made alive. That's the beautiful thing when we actually look at this verse. God has assigned to us someone we can relate with. Not some mystical force, right? This isn't Star Wars, not some kind of esoteric being that's out there. That's agnosticism. This is a real person. His name is is Jesus. He assigned, listen to me, our need to get right with God to another man. Do you know why? Because we can't do it. That's why 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, when we came to Christ, his righteousness became our righteousness. I was thinking about that the other day, Dan. I'm like, you know what? Man was never designed to fly. Like, it doesn't matter. I, I, it doesn't matter how hard I train myself to run. Like, if right. I can just get faster, I'll get enough, right. you know, I'll get some velocity. If I can flap my arms right. fast enough, right, I'll get some lift. Nope. No. No. I need a plane. Why? Because on a plane, it actually, the plane is assigned mm. to enable me to do something I could not do on my own. Mm. That's the problem. Jesus is the plane. The problem is we got a whole lot of people running around flapping their wings really hard. I'm just trying to be good. I'm just trying to be yeah. devout. I'm just trying to be right. I'm just trying to do good things. No, no, we can't. The, the, Jesus was assigned to do what you and I could not do, which was to meet our need to be right with God. That's part of this. I love the fact that he assigned to us, assigned to Jesus uh, our, 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 in, uh, our, abil- our inability to carry our own lives on our own shoulders. Yeah. Like, I, I say this to, to guys all the time. You are not, your shoulders are not, I know I have big shoulders. Your shoulders are not big enough. Come on. Your, your shoulders are not designed to carry the weight of your life. So many of us are so tired and depressed and worn out and disillusioned mm-hmm. because we've been trying to carry the weight of our marriages, our life, our fi- our career, our finances on our own shoulders. The government, that means the rule, the authority of all things, has been placed, assigned on Jesus' shoulders. This is a moment, my friends, in Christmas, it's not just a recognition of a baby. It's a surrender to the sovereignty of that child that he has been designed. Man, I know there's times I've been carrying the weight. You and I were joking. I think it was my, my first or second time to, to Kenya. 
Um, the ladies out there, man, they put buckets on their head and carry water for miles. And they're like, they can dance and sing yeah. while they're doing it. Yeah. And one afternoon, they were, they were like, I was like, you got to teach me this, right? Now, man, I could throw the ball a mile. I was big and strong at that time. I was an athlete. I could do all these things. And they... <laughs> I can't imagine. It was a... It was a... It was a... <laughs> Yeah, no. It was bad. Like, it was buckets falling all over. And, you know, you're trying to do that. You're not trying to touch me. You're trying to do yeah. this, make sure. I couldn't walk five steps. They were dancing, laughing, singing. Yeah. Why? Because they were assigned. Mm. They were assigned to do something I couldn't do. He's assigned to carry your life. That's why so much, and we're and, and, and just stay with me for the last few moments because I think there's there's just I just want to say this into someone's life right now, that 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 that's why Jesus in Matthew eleven twenty eight says, "Come to me if you're weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. The weight of your life has been assigned to Jesus, not you." That's why all the rest of these things, you may be saying, how can he save me? All the rest of these things that are listed on there have been assigned by God to your life. What, what, what has been assigned? He, he's been assigned to be a counselor to me. Why? Because I live in a broken world with broken people. And broken people break things. And they break people and my emotions are broken. And my life is broken. And my hope is broken. And my dreams are broken. And the only one who can determine what wholeness really looks like is the one who exists in eternal wholeness. It's Jesus. Simeon was holding the only one who would be broken so that our brokenness could be made whole. That's why Isaiah 53 says what? All, everything that broke me and crushed me was on him and by his stripes I'm healed. He assigned me a mighty God. He assigned me a means to be under the protection of the protector. That doesn't mean bad things aren't going to happen or trouble's not going to come my way because that's when I need a protector. But I love it, D, when, when Paul says, when he's getting ready to be beaten, Paul says, oh, oh, excuse me, you're going to beat a Roman citizen? Right. See, he was saying, oh, you can beat me, but I want to let you know there's someone more powerful than me who's actually going to come on my behalf and... Uh, and deal with it, that sometimes we have to remind ourselves that we're under the protection of Almighty God. He, he assigned you a father. Why? Because in this world, not only do we have a, a, a removal of real fathers, and we live in a fatherless society physically and maybe even dysfunctionally, but all of us live in this with this orphaned heart because we've been separated by our father by the fall. We live in an absentee relationship with the Father, not because He's gone anywhere, but because we have. The prodigal son left the Father. The Father never left the Son, but it created this fatherlessness inside of Him, this orphaned heart that felt unseen, unloved, unheard. And yet, in Him, we were assigned a Father. That's why Psalm 68 says that He is a Father to the fatherless, a protector of the widow. He brings the lonely into homes. I got to end because we're out of time. But D, he says, he ends with, he assigned us peace. Why? Because this broken world brings uncertainty, pain, an opportunity for shame, guilt. Yeah. And I just want to say this. We're going to close now, but I want to just say this, that, you know, the, 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 the saddest thing that could happen is that the pandemic ends uh, and you enter back into life as yes. it used to be. Yep. 
and you find that you're disappointed because everything that you thought was going to bring you back to center, back to peace, back to feeling normal, back to feeling like everything is, is as you knew it to be, you, that sense being gone because it's not whatever was meant to hold your peace. It was gonna, you thought what was gonna offer you relief was going to sustain you, but the Spirit of God is speaking to you today so that you desire something greater than relief, which is peace. So if this is mm. one of those days where you're wow. like, that's something that I need, that's what's been missing in my life, that I have been seeking relief, but I haven't ever been really seeking the Prince of Peace, that peace, that person that I can know and that I can spend eternity with who will forgive my sins and replace my anguish and my guilt and yes. my condemnation with the peace that you won't just spend eternity with him, but you'll also spend the here and now with him. That that voice of the Holy Spirit that we've been talking about will speak to you. It will witness to you. It will give you yes. that direction yes. that you have yes. been desiring for your life. This is the God that we introduce to you today. And this is the God that we hope that you will join us now to receiving as your own Lord and your Savior. Now you want to lead yeah. us? Because you can have peace, Steve, knowing that whether we get the answer on this side of the veil or the other, mm -hmm. he, he serves, uh, he reigns in a kingdom that has no end. Amen. Amen. Look, Simeon followed this, he, he listened to the Holy Spirit. He embraced the child. He praised God because of God's faithfulness. And he pronounced Jesus to the world. The Bible says if you'll do that today, the same Jesus that was embraced in Simeon's arms will be embraced in your life as well. If you simply confess him with the Lord as Lord of your life, the peace that Dee and I were talking about will come into your life because it's not an idea or a concept, it's a person. We just pray this with me right now. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Here I am today. Here I am today. I've come to give you my whole life. I've come to give you my whole life. With everything that means. With everything that means. I hold nothing back. I hold nothing back. I'm asking you, Jesus. I'm asking you, Jesus. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. To forgive me of my sin. To forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me of everything I've done wrong. And cleanse me of everything I've done wrong. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit. So that I can listen like a child. So I can listen like a child. I choose today. I choose today to give you my whole life. To give you my whole and life and hold nothing back. And hold nothing in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. And if that is Woo. a prayer that you just prayed with us for the first time and you'd like a little bit wow. more understanding, we have a book that's free that we would love to send your way. So just send your name and your mailing address to the link that's being provided on the platform you're watching on right now, and we will get that book out to you. And the last thing that we want to do today is. Take, Take an offering. offering. Yeah, we want to continue to worship in offering, guys. And thank you for not checking out right now yeah. and really checking in right now yeah. um, because uh, offering is part of our way of blessing uh, God and blessing people. You know, um, uh, one of those famous kind of Christmas moments is in Matthew 2, verse 11, where the wise men bring gifts mm -hmm. to Jesus of gold, frankincense, and yeah. myrrh. And it says they brought them so that they could worship him. And I, that's, mm -hmm. that's part of this. Uh, the, the first part of any giving is because it's about worshiping God. It really is about connecting to him um, with what we have, the things that are tangible in our life, mm -hmm. to make it something that's beautiful. But they didn't just do it it wasn't just an act of worship. It was also an act of resource. They gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold 
they changed his, uh, his, his economic position in life. They were poor. They were of the lower class. And yet that moment, they changed. They elevated people. That, that's part of what our giving does. It elevates and changes people in a real way. They gave them frankincense, which is a, a, a means to help prayer. Uh, frankincense was what went, carried the prayers up in the temple before God. They changed their spiritual positioning in life, right? And then they gave them the uh, uh, go frankincense myrrh. Myrrh is what used for their funeral. They set them up for future issues, future needs. My friends, that's what our giving does. When you give to Connect Church, when we're a part of this family together, it not only is an act of worship and never lose that, never lose that fact, but it actually has a tangible result as well. It helps change the, 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 the socioeconomic positions of people in and out of our house. It helps create an environment where their spiritual lives in the house and out of the house can become different. And it sets up the church to be able to meet future needs that are out there that, are, that may be in a short time or a long time down the road. But that's what our giving does. And I don't think there's a, a better day than Christmas and, and maybe Easter to actually be able to say, you know what, you're right. I'm going to respond to God the way that he responded to me. He left nothing back so that my life could be changed. Danielle and I truly, church, Connect Church, if this is your home, I want you to hear me. Dee and I have a vision, not just for this new building, uh, to, to change the culture inside of it, mm -hmm. but to change what comes out of it into our community. Mm -hmm. We've got dreams and visions on how to do that how to make a difference. We've learned so much in this pandemic time on how to actually be hands and feet into our community. And there's things that are stirring inside of me. There's things that are stirring inside of our team that, that, that are going to need people who are giving gold and incense and myrrh to be a part of that in the future as we unroll this thing so that we can show the world who Jesus is. I don't want to just be a, a Simeon that holds the child to myself. I want to be a Simeon that holds the child to myself, is able to praise God for his faithfulness and proclaim to the world what this and who this child is so that the light of the world can bring salvation to our neighbors and our co-workers and those who think that they are unloved and unwanted because of their lifestyle because they have given up because they have given in i'm here to tell you my jesus is a redeemer he was born as a redeemer he died as a redeemer and he's living today as a living redeemer of the world and that's what we proclaim to you christmas is not just about a child that was born in a manger christmas is about a hope that is brought into this world that no matter what we've done or how far we've lived in the darkness of this world the light has been born the light has come and we the church get to carry that light into a world so that those who are walking in darkness can see the hope of a new light and that can be brought when we give when we serve when we love when we go when we proclaim that's what this christmas message is about so on that note, <laughs> sorry. Somehow Church, to we gotta transition hear. to make sure that you sign up for the Connect Open House Christmas <laughs> tour. Come on, 2021. <laughs> but we love yeah. you, Church. We want to wish you a very, very Hallelujah. merry Christmas. We can't wait to see some of your faces. We're going to be outside of the church building, waving at you as you enter this week. So we love you. Merry, merry Christmas.
Christmas. Merry, Merry Thank Christmas. Thank you for joining us this morning. And we will see you we soon. We love you guys. We'll see you Merry soon.